0: Thank you for joining and listening to God's Word with us today. Right now we are in a series of like never before. We believe that there will be breakthrough and you'll experience like never before moments in your life through God's Word. Hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. We are in the middle of a series called like never before. Everybody say like never before. Let's try it one more time. Everybody say, like never before. Like never before. And this series truly has been like never before for us. Probably not so much externally, but so much more internally. I should ask this question. How many of you have been woken up by the Holy Spirit in some unearthly hours of the night to pray? In the past 20, 21 days since we started this? I've a few hands. I am not able to sleep after 4.45. It's either 4.45 Getty, or 5.45. It's, there's something about that 45, right? Exactly, and I, I, I can't, I'm not able to be in bed after that. This morning, I woke up around 4.45. I sat up on my bed, and along with me, uh, Zion also got up and she sat up. And I was like, whoa, the spirit of prayer is upon her. <laughs> And then she went, Daddy, I'm hungry. <laughs> it was a spirit of hunger. So I want to clarify that question one more time. I, you know, As I asked her, I, rem- I, was, I was reminded, are they waking up for the same reason as you, Sam? Maybe they are hungry at 4.45. So is everybody waking up because of a hunger for prayer or you're making toast at 4.45 in the morning? Everybody's waking up for prayer? Good. It's important that we, you know, um, obey or listen to the Holy Spirit, understand the voice of God, tap into what God is doing in our lives, because if you want to experience something like never before, then we will end up doing things like never before. We will make decisions like never before. We will experience God in our lives like never before. Uh, you will see the revelation of God's word coming to you like never before. You will see your children's life transformed like never before. Um, one of our parents from Kingdom Kids who are also part of our uh, life group mentioned that their daughter is actually starting to read God's word for herself, you know, a little bit more hunger and thirst for God's word. We, we will see these kind of things happen, not just in our lives, but across our families as well. Amen. I want to see and, uh, you know, I'm praying for, for days when we will see our young men and young women. We will even see our children who want to come up here boldly and say, Pastor, God has a word for me and I want to share that with the church. Armel, may your child be that. Amen. Only you said, "Amen." You got to believe for it. You got to hunger and thirst for it. Where, pastor? I'm a science pass. As long as he get through 10th, I'm okay, pastor. You know, as long as he get through 12th, some job somewhere in IT company. Minimum, you know, you, you keep thinking minimum, but you're praying for the maximum, but we, our thought process is in the minimum. Then God will... Only help you to have minimum balance. (laughs) If you're going to maximize prayer, if you're going to maximize, we want to experience the maximum of God, then we need to step into a mindset where we maximize everything for God as well. Right? If we want to see a real breakthrough, we want to see totally God moving in and through our lives. We can't step into that realm of spirituality. You can't step into that realm of spiritual growth with minimum mindset. Amen? This was not what I was about to talk this morning, but I think God is stirring that up in my spirit and your spirit to hear that because if we want to see God move like never before, step out of your minimum mentality and step into, I want to see all that God can do. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's good to see some wonderful people who are watching us online, uh, all the families who are on church online platform, as well as in YouTube, a big welcome to you. Today we are on part three of the series called, Like Never Before. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you on this title, God's Fire in my heart it's not God's fire in his heart it's about God's fire in my heart God has something in store for this world for this nation for this city but we are going to understand what God has for this nation we're going to understand what God has for the city of Trichy, and we are going to get hold of that fire into our heart. Amen? It has to transfer into us. It has to come into us for us to experience the move of God. We often hear this word revival. How many of you are so familiar with the word revival? What is revival? I knew he would ask these kind of questions. Even though I knew it, that's why I wouldn't put my hand up. He'd ask me then, What is the meaning of revival? Define revival. What's revival? It's a word, it's, it's such a common word that is just thrown around everywhere. God, we want a revival. God, I want to see a revival. It's named after churches, it's named after Many events, it named after many conferences, fire conference, revival conference, revival prayer nights, revival, 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 revival. What is revival? How do you know that we are in revival? How do you know that revival is in our lives? Only you'll know if you know what revival is. Until then, even if revival is happening, we can't able to understand that this is revival. I believe that we are in the days of our revival. Somebody say amen if you believe it. Revival is nothing but experiencing God's move. Revival is nothing but experiencing His power working in our midst. Revival is nothing but when, God, when you speak to God and God speaks back to you and you sense the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and you know that this is the move of God. Revival is when you say that I cannot do this, it is just God's doing and I can't take the claim, I can't uh, claim, uh, you know, the credit for it, but this thing happened only because of my Savior. What are you testifying? You are saying that this is an absolute move of God. If you are experiencing God's move in your life, can you raise both your hands and say, thank you Jesus for moving in my life. When God moves among us, when God works in us, we receive the ingredients of transformation. Everybody wants change in our life. Most times you want change in somebody else's life. Lord, change him. Change him for me. Lord, change her. Change her for me for the great good of the world everybody wants somebody else to change for themselves but revival is not about praying for somebody else to change revival is asking for god's move to come into my own life first so that i will receive a transformation if i can walk in the change if i can change my life according to god's word everything around me starts changing The way I lead my family starts changing. The way I pray starts changing. The way I raise my daughter completely changes. The way I make financial decisions will make an impact in this world and not just for my family. Everything will change when you allow the Holy Spirit to come and work in your life because you are experiencing the move of God. When you experience the move of God, you will not be able to sit still. Because God's move will come and deposit some ingredients into your heart, into your life, which will be the key factors for your transformation. If you're not yet experiencing those ingredients in your life, which is going to bring transformation, then it means that there is something blocking in your life where you have a shifted focus. The only way you can experience the move of God is when your focus is completely set on Him to come and move in your life. The question I have for everybody here this morning is that, are you asking God, are you seeking Him, are you saying to Him, are you praying to Him, saying, God, really come and move in my life? A lot of times we say the phrase, God, come and move in my life, but I will make my move You just follow my move, God. As I move, you move. Just make sure that I am not falling apart. Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, you go ahead, I'll follow you. Many times, we as Christians, we try to pray, we want God's move, and and we try to move ahead of him, and we don't see his move, we don't experience his move, and we fail to wait on him, we fail to um, sit quietly, be still, and know that he is God, many times we prematurely speak out things, prematurely say out things, before God allows us to say those things. It is important that you wait on the move of God. What is revival? Revival. Revival is nothing else but God locking his heart with your heart. Write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, I pray that you will, God will move in your heart to take notes. If you're feeling sleepy, take notes. It'll help you to stay awake. You see that? Students will start writing, away, on. They'll be a little sleepy, then they'll start writing. Keeps you awake. Whatever that helps you to receive God's word. Write this down. Revival, God, revival is nothing but God locking his heart with my heart. God locking his heart with my heart. Turn to the person next to you and look at them and tell them, God wants to lock his heart with your heart okay let's try it one more time you said to them as if you don't like them like can you at least pretend that you like them this time and tell them with a little bit of excitement and smile you know let's try that one more time revival is God locking his heart with your heart amen you and I, we can experience real move of God, real revival in our lives when God's heart and our heart merges together. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? That's something that that many couples are praying for. Right? In marriage, if, if my husband, if he can think the way I think, Well, if he thinks the way you think, then he wouldn't have married you. (laughs) Hello? Was that too harsh? You are two different people. That's why God put you together. But if you two can think the way that God thinks, then you can think together. Somebody say, Amen. I'll just let that sink in for a minute. Revival has to flow from within. It's not a rain that falls from the outside. Revival flows from within. If you look at a fruit, every fruit will carry a seed inside. And it's kind of like asking the question like, You know, nobody (laughs) asked the question, how did the seed get inside this fruit? (laughs) This is like, this is how we pray. God, send me revival. God is like, what? What? God, send me revival. It's like the seed praying. God, bring fruit out of me. Like, you got to understand, we have... The seed of revival inside us is wanting to say, God, send me revival. And God is saying, it's already planted inside you. Now, this is why we don't understand how God works and how the move of God actually happens. You look at this fruit. What fruit is it? Avocado. Everybody knows avocado. Not bad. Avocado, you see this One big seed in the middle. Nobody cuts the fruit and says, Ah, wow! How did this seed get inside the fruit? We never ask that question because, in fact, that fruit came out of that seed through a tree and the plant and the growth and the fruit. The fruit is a byproduct of the seed. Revival is a byproduct of being seeded and planted in christ jesus every single person who calls upon the name of jesus is sanctified is washed by the blood of jesus is planted and rooted according to his word which means that if you are planted in him god is calling each and every single one of us to what to bear fruit if he's calling us to bear fruit as christians which means that he has already planted seeds in us That will multiply the move of God. If you did not understand anything that I just said right now, after 3 p.m. you can watch it on YouTube. I'm not going to repeat it. (laughs) Let's go to Matthew chapter 25. In Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 to 30, there is a parable of the three servants and you see the master is going away and he's giving the servants to look after some money he's giving one person five bags of silver another person two bags of silver and another person one bag of silver and we all know this story we all know this story and the scary part to me of this story and this is this is why It's scary for us to receive revival. This is why it's scary that we are not yet seeing revival in our lives, in our nation, in our city, in our families, in our businesses. This is the scary part. Uh, Go with me to verse uh, 24. It says, Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate listen to verse 25 i was afraid i would lose your money so i hid it in the earth look here's your money back now this guy is trying to use the money back guarantee policy on jesus on the master Listen, you gave it to me, I'm just giving back to you. I don't, wanna, I don't want anything more. You gave this family to me, it is yours, you keep it. You gave this job to me, I just want to go do my job and get out. Nothing more. No, 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 you got to be the salt and the light and in your workplace. You need to talk about, you need to lead by example. No, 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 you gave me a job. I'll go do my job. I'll come. You gave me a business. I don't want anything more. I'll just do that part alone. Many of us are like this man who was afraid that he will lose what we what he has. Many of us we are afraid what we will lose because if we step for Christ, we will lose what we have. And hence we don't want to see the move of God, but yet you pray for it. I hope I'm speaking to somebody this morning. We're all afraid that we will lose what we have. So, you don't want to step out in faith for Jesus. And we don't pray brave, courageous, strong, relentless prayers to say, God, I want to see here as in heaven moment in my business, in my family, in my jobs. Because you are too afraid that you will lose. Watch you have. Let me tell you something. If God gave something to you, he can also take it away from you. There is nothing that we can ever hold on to because of your skill, because of your talent, because of your ability. There's nothing in this world that you can hold on to. But there's only thing that you can hold on to is the word of God. The only thing that you can hold on to is the work of the Holy Spirit. The only thing that you can hold on to is the truth about God and God. God himself, and if you can hold on to God, you will keep everything loose. When you hold on to everything else, we don't see the move of God. If you're going to hold on to your job, and hold on to your businesses, and hold on to the uh, things, or ex- other external factors, hold, I'm holding on, I'm holding on, I'm holding on, God is saying, hold on to me. And let loose of everything else. Because if you can hold on to Him, everything will hold on to you as long as you are grounded in Him. Come on. Don't try to do it the other way around. Don't try to do it the other way around. Many times you are holding on to so many things and and God wants to, you know, has to pick you up from pulling you like this from, from your leg. Like, you know, He has to grab hold of you because you've gone so much into holding on to so many things that you are stuck in the deep and God has to pull you out by your leg God doesn't want to pull you out by your leg He wants to put His arm around, his, around your shoulder and walk with you that's the relationship He wants that's the relationship He wants which means that you got to stand with God You got to stand by his word. You got to stand by the work of the Holy Spirit and allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to walk and walk in and through your life. I was afraid I would lose it. So I hid it in the earth, he said. Look, here is your money back. God has put a seed inside us. But if that seed needs to fall on the ground, he needs to cut you into two. He needs to cut us into two. And that's the painful part. He has to expose the revival that is inside you. He has planted revival inside us. The revival is seated like a seed inside us, but he needs to break you open I don't know how many of you relate to this but the more the seeds inside the softer the fruit on the outside do you know that? think of any fruit and also the bigger the seed on the inside the softer the fruit that is on the inside the reason being so that these little little, little animals can come and munch on it and, and take the fruit apart But when it takes the fruit apart, it is making way for a revival to come in. Because when it takes the fruit apart, all the seeds fall on the ground. When all the seeds fall on the ground, that is the place where revival, new revival starts happening. New things starts beginning. New things, you know, starts sprouting out and you see the move of God happening through it. God has put a seed of revival in us but God at the same time wants to cut our life into two and bring out that seed. And at that time, we feel we lose everything. At that time, we feel painful. At that time, we feel unimportant. At that time, we feel useless. So you, want to, you are trying to do your best to keep the fruit together. I want to be a fruit. And I hope you're following this analogy with me. If you're listening to this in the middle of a sermon, and you did not listen to the introduction, this will not make sense at all. You'll end up writing in your notes, be the fruit. <laughs> he buried the entire money under the ground and gave it back. And many of us, we are too scared for God's move to actually come into our life. We pray, you know, from, in our lips, not from our heart. I want to see you move. I see you move. My song is to the mountains. I believe. Only on Sunday, God. Don't do anything else, okay? I see you do it again. Not again. Don't do it again. And, and, and we sing that as a lip service to God. But is it coming from your heart? Because you're too scared. What if God moved and he really changed me? Now, that's a scary thing. What if God really moved and something shifted? Something shifted means that I have to lose some things. Yes, that's right. You have to lose some things for God to move. Yes, that's right. It might seem scary, but the thing is that He's not leaving us on our own in this journey. He was walking with us through it. That's the beauty of it. I want to be buried as an entire fruit under the sand. Don't cut me, Lord. Don't peel my skin off. If you peel my skin off, everybody will come to know my true colors, God. And I don't want anybody to see that. And God is like, I can see you through your skin into your seed and every way. Like all the way, God knows everything about us and yet we try to tell, no, God, no, don't do it. But I want revival, hallelujah. I want the move of God, not in my life. Hey, in yours, good for you, I'm happy for you. Let God move in your life. If we really want to see the move of God, then God will, when you pray that, God is looking at you. And God is looking at the seed that you are carrying on the inside. And God wants to bring out something fresh out of you. You see, revival, this is is something that, that you need to understand. Revival is not just for today. Your revival is not just for you. Your breakthrough is not just for today. Your breakthrough is going to impact generations. It's a multi-generational breakthrough. What your father couldn't break through, what your mother couldn't break through, God will help you to break through so that from this point onwards, your life is changed. And not just your life, but is changed for your sons and your daughters. It's a multi-generational move of God. Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29 it says, Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on servants, men and women alike. Listen to this prophecy. God is breaking so many cultural stigmas in this prophecy. The first part of the verse says, I will pour out my spirit on your sons and your daughters. Not just the sons. Sons are not just the privilege. Both the sons and the daughters. And I will give it to old men and young men, which means that all ages, multi generational. This is why we are a multi generational and multicultural church. We want to see old men and young men experience God. And it brings equality. It says, I will pour out my spirit even on servants. Servants were considered to be low class. (laughs) And God says, the prophecy says, when my spirit comes, he's an equalizer. He equalizes everything. Even the servants, there is no class for the spirit. There is no caste system for the spirit. And if you're going to stay married to the class system and the caste system, please, I beg you, don't pray for revival for God's sake. If you are practicing caste, if you will only marry your daughter to the same caste, let me tell you something, and this is a burden in my heart and I'm... I have a spiritual righteous anger right now because revival would have come to the church much much earlier if the church practiced intercaste marriage. If we intentionally practiced intercaste marriage and if the church stood and say we will only Do intercaste marriage If the pastor students say I am specialist in intercaste marriage And if all the leaders in India Would say We will only do intercaste marriage in the church And if you make it as part of your statement of faith Revival would have come long time back So if you don't believe in intercaste marriage If you don't believe in that Please stop praying for revival. You don't, you're not allowed to pray for revival. (laughs) Please put this on YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. I want this message to go out. And arrest me if you can for preaching the word of God. If you're looking For alliance, I'm specialist in intercaste marriage. For that, you can come to me. Pastor, I will hang up the phone. You go, do wherever, whatever. You come, I'll bless you in the name of the Father, Son. You carry on if that's your belief. If that's your belief. But please, we got to be real about life we can't live one way and then just say things I want to see a breakthrough I want to see the Holy Spirit work why is not God doing anything well, God is a like, what are you doing are you living by the word are you living by this are you living you know it's my burden that, that you know that's the prophecy it says I will pour out my spirit even on servants in other words God is saying who are you to stop me from moving into everybody's life who are you if you don't want to if you don't want to see the real move of God step aside If you really want to see the move of God, then step into the Word of God. Stand for it in every area of your life. You will see young men prophesying. You will see old men prophesying. You will see your children dreaming. You will see your children having real vision about revival, about the future, about the work of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to nudge them to pray. They'll be waking up in tongues filled by the Holy Spirit. It will happen in your own home. It will happen in your own home. Only if we align ourselves with the Word of God if you ask this question why aren't we experiencing revival like never before the answer is the church is not willing to pay the price for it yes Jesus paid the price on the cross already but we are taking that price that he already paid and gave grace to everybody. But now we are compartmentalizing that grace and we are saying, no, this is not for everybody. The moment you make it exclusive and not inclusive, our church, King City Church, and hear this out, everybody online, everybody here in the teams, everybody here, there's only one thing that we are strict in this church about. We are strictly inclusive of everybody we are strictly inclusive of everyone it doesn't matter who you are where you come from it doesn't matter what community you belong to it doesn't matter what working class you are in it does not matter to god if does not if it does not matter to him then who are we to make that as a thing amen i pray to god and I pray this morning, everybody who listened to this word, that you will truly receive the move of His spirit in your life. Please close your eyes. Many times we say, "I want to see more, more of you, God. The move of God equals to revival. The move of God equals to revival. But are we willing to pay the price? Are we willing to stand apart? Are we willing? 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 Thank you for listening to our sermon today. Hope it was a blessing for you. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. We will meet you next week with another inspiring sermon. God bless you.